Saludo mi gente. Welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, the podcast where we deconstruct the illusion and unleash the fabulosity. I'm your host, Gohenna Angelique, your fierce neurodivergent Juyurican poet and an advocate for decolonial liberation. So get ready to dive into the messy, uncomfortable, and transformative work of dismantling the systems of oppression and the limiting beliefs that hold us back. We're here to reclaim our power, embrace our magic, and rise into fabulosity. So grab your cafe, your te, I don't know, maybe you need a shot, and let's get into some fuckery. Saluda mi gente, welcome to Dismantling the Fuckery, episode 14, numero 14. And this is your host, Kohenet Priestess Angelique. It is my pleasure to be here. And Goddess Knows, my happy ass, wants to return to the consistency of getting these out by Wednesdays. And I shall continue until I'm on a sweet streak again. Um, And this is all my own personal shit around this and my own personal goals. So welcome to episode 14. Can I I get a celebration for 14? A double seven. We're so thank you for the sense of completion at every turn. I am so grateful to be here. So what are we talking about in this episode? We are talking about closing energetic leaks. I recently put up a post talking about how important it is after you've collaborated, after you've been engaged in a friendship, romantic, family, it does not matter, people, place, or things. When it is complete, when it's come to a place where whether it's a happy completion or one that is long overdue, um, they always it is always necessary to close it out. And part of understanding why this is so important has a lot to do with the self-sustaining orb of your own energy. And what I mean by this is, if you will bear with me as we move through, I want to start at a foundational place. I want to lay a foundation of energy before we step into how to close them. Because it makes no sense if we don't understand, or understand for that matter, that we, if we had not human form, this, you know, this beautiful body that we have, we would be energy, just pure energy and uh we would be still um electromagnetically connected to the all the source of being whatever you call it um and in that great weaving in that great web of connection we're interconnected which is why we can do a remote healing work all of those beautiful things we can sense things remotely i mean we're a massive orb of beautiful light that has the potential to move through um, the density of the material realm, right? And, And what we see. And so part of our work is to, well, one, to me, fundamentally get into learning about energy, Um, And then secondarily, to begin to really question and examine your own relationship to what you actually believe, because according to your belief, you are either giving power where power cannot be given or you're leaking power. And power to me always, and you'll always hear me say this at every turn, um, power is the ability to choose. When you have choice, you have power. Why? Because to to choose to do anything, think anything, be anything is a creative creative act in and of itself. And so other the alternative is to be robotic. The alternative is to be avatar-like, right? So part of our learning around energy is really to tap into the idea that we are interconnected in a deeper web and weaving of beingness while simultaneously holding our own little atom, if you will, A-T-O-M, um, you know, our own little universe and galaxy of energetic, you know, 
ions, uh, photons, all of the things that you want to imagine in this, uh, you know, energetic makeup of ours. And so while we have this ability to externally connect and transcend, ascend, descend, all the suns, right, we also have the agency and the ability to care for our own orbital context. Let me put it that way. I think that that's a good word, orbital context or phrase rather. And what I mean by orbital context is I usually do this exercise. I've done it in the prison. I've done it with children, teens, you name it, usually to help folks know where their lane is at because most humans forget the lanes. (laughs) And the reason why lanes are important is because lanes allow us to tend to look at and and see clearly what is ours to be tended to versus this idea that folks are constantly especially if there's unhealthy patternings or you know unbalanced patternings in your family dynamics then what happens is is that you'll often find yourself in other people's fuckery um at the neglect of your own so helping people stay in their orbits in uh, their orbital context is really important to me, especially if I'm doing ritual work, magical work, um, transformative work in space and time with people, because I'm I want to honor. Well, one, everybody comes with a fucking village, right? And what I mean by this is that there is a context, a conditioning, several different types of conditioning that inform who you are as a person. And those things, unless you're actively consciously working with them, uh, they are, some are very unconscious and some are conscious and you bring that everywhere you go. And because you bring that everywhere you go, this is how often enough, especially in spiritual spaces or ritual spaces, crazy shit be breaking down or happening. And it's because people are not actually tending to their orbital context and keeping their uh, spiritual context in their orbit. Meaning that, you know, we could be sitting in a circle doing ancestral work or whatever. And all of a sudden, somebody's ancestors wandering about, you know, stepping into other people's energetic fields that are unaware of this uh, protective idea, right? Where when you enter into ritual space with anybody, you should always have your own amulets, your own protections, your own like anchors. And then when you share or you open parts of yourself, not all of yourself, parts of yourself to exchange energy toward the intention of the group, then you want to do that with as much mindfulness as possible because you don't want to be walking away with anybody's shit. So, Back to this idea that while we are interconnected unequivocally, we have a way to filter what comes in and what goes out. And those filters are our, our conditioning, our belief systems, what we're thinking and our emotional context. Now work with me here because the foundation that I want to lay around energy is that in a very Taurus kind of way, T-O-R-U-S, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken in that spelling. But you know what I mean? It's like that around circular motion with the hole in the middle, right? Um, like I have one as part of my initiation as a Mune Key practitioner, right? And it's a reminder to us that we are in that um, that that Taurus type of field or toroidal is the correct term, field where the energy comes in and out in these like donut-like fashion, right? All right, so here you are, your past, your present, and your future live inside of that. If you conceptualize time in a linear way, most of us need to because of the realm that we experience, right? Like this world that we live in has time attached to it, um, although it's a construct, has, um, you know, years and labels timing systems. And as long as they're structural timing systems, we're dancing between both. Um, And so here's the part where there's this recognition of knowing that everything necessary for you to inhabit your unique expression is already inside of you and inside this field, this orb that you live in. And that this orb 
because it's interconnected, you get to decide what will have a filter, what doesn't have a filter, what has access, what doesn't have access, if you're conscious about it. If you're conscious about it, then you begin to develop the wisdom of knowing what's in alignment with you and what isn't in alignment. Can you see that? Like that's what happens with consciousness. Consciousness allows you to be in choice around what you're aligning with. What you're aligning with needs to be emotionally, vibrationally, frequency-wise, connected to you in those energy centers that are directly related to the particular thing you're emoting into the world, right? And so what tends to happen is that we forget, um, even though we're like in this really like beautiful uh, raising of awareness around energy and all of these things and the quality of energy we bring into a space. It's always funny that we have waited as a collective, I speak when I say we, I mean as a collective uh, humanity. We continue to wait for things to prove what we already know, what our ancestors already knew, which is really bizarre, but here we are, right? So now that we understand that we contain these energies, these ions within a uh, uh, toroidal par- uh, pattern, right? And that the quality of that is what the quality of your vibe and your frequency is. And that your energy centers, um, and you know, also known as chakra centers, also known as the sefirot, right? Like if we look at all these different wisdom bodies that bring about the language around energy centers, then we come to understand that these vital places within our being and our makeup actually serve to... Um, intensify connection, vibrational frequency and connection for alignment or intensify it for actual like misalignment. The way that that happens, the way that this comes about is because what what happens for us as humans when we have wounding, these are your wounds of origin. And the reason why I always make this distinction is because a wound of origin is entirely different in its texture in the energetic anatomy than a wound that was received as an adult. I'm not talking about the impact of it. I'm not talking about um, the validity or any of those things. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I am talking about here, though, is this deeper understanding around what it means to have in your formative years as a human being a significant amount of pain, whether it be rejection, whether it be, um, I mean, just you can go to so many, so many avenues, right? Whatever the wounds are, uh, abandonment, um, you know, uh, neglect. I mean, there's so many. When those wounds are shaped during our formative years, they become very challenging to work with if we don't begin to uh, be availed of tools and of a, of a cosmology that allows us to understand or understand what has happened and where those things go to live. Where does the self-image live in, this, in, in the body, in the energy center, in the psyche? Where does uh, love live, right? Where, does, where do thoughts live? Where do emotions live or feelings, right? And so when we start to ask these questions during your formative years, which there's a, a large period of time that you spent, if you've experienced a lot of trauma, um, you know, several events, several circumstances, long-term circumstances, ongoing circumstances, if you will, um, of this, you know, um, abandonment or whatever the case may be, it has a developmental impact on your energy centers and your self-concept. And because it does, then what happens is as we continue to grow, if we're unconscious of the fact that we can, um, uh, change this or that this is actually not the original programming, right? Because that's really the consciousness we first need is like, wait a minute, if I think I'm unlovable, right? Then where did I get that message from? What were the actions that I perceived that 
said, uh, sent that message that I was unlovable. And when I look at that and I go, oh my God, I didn't know that I felt so unlovable. Well, this is where I felt unloved at and experience these particular actions as meaning that I'm unlovable. So holy fuck, where does this unlovableness live in me? It lives in, you know, who I am as a person, my identity center, because it lives in my identity center. Then I get to start addressing whether that narrative, that story that was born out of that deep wounding is real and or true. The minute you begin to question whether it's real and or true is the minute that you are in choice. The minute that you are in choice, you actually get to address that. When you begin to address that, you begin to bring healing to the wound of origin. The practice of this takes much longer. And I say longer just because it is not you begin by changing the story, the story, then as it changes, begins to emote feelings, emotions that cause you to act and behave in different ways with yourself. And this is how you change, you know, your tolerance level for bullshit, right? You're like, I'm not, you know, I, we have a lot of language around this where we're like, oh, I'm not going to tolerate this. I'm worth more. I deserve respect. I've earned, fill in the blank, all the language that we use around these things. And the why we use it is because not only are we returning the right or the correct story for our being, but we're also trying to communicate uh, the energetic awareness that this behavior, we are no longer co-signing it and therefore we reject the behavior, right? And so again, back to this idea of like understanding at a deeper level why uh, we want to bring things to consciousness. When we share our stories, we begin to create this collective consciousness around something. And when we create a collective consciousness around something, the next step to that collective consciousness is choices. And in choices, you get to decide how you're going to operate, what you're believing, and the quality of the exchange between you and other things. And because energy operates in reciprocity, every time you give consent to something, consciously or unconsciously, my friend, when you give consent to something, you agree on it. There's agreements that govern a container. And what I mean by that... Um, you know, uh, partnership, romantic partnership, there are agreements people have with that. So that's a container. Um, I have, I'm the oldest of eight. So I have seven younger siblings. Siblingship is a container. Friendship is a container. Um, my business is a container. Um, let me see. I mean, if I can go on, like my home is a container, my bank account is a container. All of these things are relational containers that there's an exchange of energy between it and I that needs to operate in reciprocity. When it ceases to operate in reciprocity and one is giving more than the other, one is extracting more than the other, then the imbalance begins. And when the imbalance begins, it begins to affect all of the energy centers and systems to include your physical body and your auric field and the quality of energy within your own orb, right? And so what we need to learn here, the medicine here around closing leaks is to begin to identify where we have, and again, people, place, or things. So this is not just relegated to human relationship. It's not just like if I think about plant medicine, plant medicine is a great example of this, right? Um, part of plant medicine is that uh, I use it for an ailment of sorts. Like it helps restore my constitution, whatever the application is. Uh, if I'm taking peppermint, right? Its properties will have this particular effect. The menthol has an effect, et cetera. All right, we do that. Wonderful. I drink teas. I make, you know, concoctions here and there. But if I never had spent any time working with the earth, gardening, uh, being in the earth. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I go, I tend to go for walks, especially in the winters when I most struggle. Um, I'll go for walks that uh, I take off my shoes. I step on the earth. I commune with the earth. I hug a tree. 
I'm that bitch that hugs a tree, right? Like I engage fully with the earth because I understand that this relationship to the sentient being is one that requires equal reciprocity. She takes care of me by offering me all this medicine. I take care of her and the the relationship moves in a very synergistic and dynamic way and evolves and grows over time. If I just consume the medicine but never touch the plant, never bothered to grow a leaf, never bothered to give an offering to the lands that I live on, uh, never bothered, fill in the blank, right? Like you get the point here. If I never did that, then I would be in a misaligned relationship with the plant medicine. I would be in an extractive relationship with it. And what that does is it be- begins on this end for me to cr- to create an energetic leak. Why? Because there is not a synergistic, dynamic, well relationship. I'm taking more than I give. So then that can fall into addictive behavior and all other types of shit where you start losing your relationship, your correct relationship with something because you extract and don't have relationship with it. You cannot, you cannot, I mean, you have to shut off a lot in order to consume and use plant medicine and not go outside and look at a tree or look at the plants in your house and say thank you for the air that you provide because I live, I literally have my living and my being in that oxygen. So I will treat the earth with the same amount of dignity, respect, and love. And as much as right, like I'm able to, because I understand I fucking have light in my apartment. I use gas in my car. Um, you, you know, the water that leaves my house is not great water, though the water that comes in is not great water. It's treated water, right? And if we start talking about the water, now we have all this scientific evidence around. If you talk to water, water responds. We needed science to tell us that the bitch is sentient. You're made up of so much water and you need to be told. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we're like, no, this is doesn't, no, I don't, it's, yeah. Oh, good to know you've proven it, right? So then this is what it demands of us. What is the awareness that you have around the water? Understanding now that water has feelings for crying out loud. It responds energetically. It's energetic. And because it's energetic, your relationship with it matters. And if you consume water, if you bathe in the water, if you use the water and never uttered a prayer of gratitude or thanks for that sentient being doing what it does to your body and your external beingness and the way it it is, our world is mostly made up of water. So you tell me that if we're not in right relationship with that, that wouldn't be providing another energetic leak. Well, Go ahead, Ned Angelique. Are you saying that we're just some holy motherfuckers with all these leaks? Possibly if we don't begin to move into right relationship with energy. And to understand your energetic leaks is going to require you to begin to ask yourself, where am I in active? Active is really, really important here. So active as an activated, still alive wire in connection with things, people, places, or things where I no longer have energetic exchange, but they're still being tapped in. So if I come into a collaboration with you, we start out with agreements. The collaboration is either no longer working out or has reached its completion. We must close that out. That must be sealed out. How do we do that? Well, that's because the minute you and I came into an agreement, let's break it, let's break it down. The minute you and I came into an agreement toward a particular intention, we put our energy and our focus into that. We actually linked up energetically. We do this in ritual. We do this with magic when we're doing it in groups. We actually choose to link up consciously in order to bring about a particular or desired product, material thing, and intention, fill in the blank, right? Um, Action, right? And the minute that we do that, you and I, by virtue, are exchanging energy, are linking into each other's fields to accomplish this thing. Now, if you take that and you start thinking about the shit going south and going wrong, 
um, the misaligned shit, the unbalanced shit, the the relationships that are no longer um, generative and that are no longer meant to be part of your moving forward, like your movement as a person. And, you know, some of us tend to do that as like you you try to continue to have the relationships or the engagement that you do with, you know, people, place or thing. Um, and because you continuously do that, then you are not addressing where there's misalignment in order to consciously align that so that it's generative, so that it doesn't become a leak, a drain, because it is giving the most, it is doing the most, right? Uh, and what I mean by that is that if you are the type of person, especially if you're neurodivergent or have experienced a lot of trauma, there's a way your brain can become obsessed over a person, a thing, and you start to ruminate to go over it, over it, over it, over it, over it in your head. Every time you mention that person in your head, every time you think about them, I want you to understand that you are activating the energetic link between you and that person. So here's the thing. The truth is, is that, there, you know, if we're going to look at it from an extreme point, we're going to say, well, then that means we're always filling in the blank. Well, here's the thing. If you catch that at the onset of the moment, right, where you're like, here's the energetic texture of this thing, I don't like it, uh, this person, whatever the case may be. Um, and so I'm going to commit to that every time that person comes to mind, I'm going to redirect my focus and my attention in order to clear the field and realign your energy so that you can move on and move forward and not reactivate the link, actually sever it, actually cut it off because you are no longer giving it power. This is that old shit, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words would never harm me type of shit. Because what they're actually alluding to, which is not tr true in its entirety, right? They're trying to talk about the impact of energy, the power that we give it. The power is given through the consent. The consent is given, the consent is the agreement. So let's say you think I'm a piece of shit. I hope not. Otherwise, what is the point? Why are you listening? Anyway, having said that, um, if you think I'm a piece of shit, that's fine. You could think you could think whatever the fuck you want to think. But on the other side of that equation, the question is, do I think I'm a piece of shit? And do I think I'm a piece of shit because you said I'm a piece of shit? The the question, the bigger question here is what of my actions are actually, you know, ungenerative, unhealthy, disrespectful, actually shitty, lack integrity. That's what we mean when we say somebody's a piece of shit. I try my best not to use that language because, you know, once again, language, some calling somebody a piece of shit is really, you know, you're reducing them to the, to the, the crumb. Yeah, I'm going to stay there. Um, and so what happens with that is that in that particular reduction, um, you are actually nullifying an existence by saying they're a piece of shit. They're no good. Now, what we're saying really is that the person is acting in a way that has no integrity, that's being harmful and will not be accountable or responsible for their actions. And so when that person dances in that particular shape, we might as well just say you don't have any fucking integrity because they're not living according to whatever their values are. And for some people, they may in terms of they perceive that whatever their value is, is the answer to things. You know, you find this when people are like, the world is, is the world is a fucked up place. Right. And you're like, no, n not really. You know, it's a cup half full, half empty situation. Um, but in their minds, the world is a fucked up place. And because the world is a fucked up place and the world is a fucked up place. Right. Like that's that the, the power of that. So when we start looking at what you think is that the world is a fucked up place, then what do you value? You start to value your um, this is where selfishness comes in. You only value your care, your et cetera, at the cost of everybody, everything else and all of the things then that means you are no longer living at your highest potential as a human being on this planet because your care is meant to impact collective care toward good. If only, if you think only of yourself in that way and of no one else, then you're going to take more than you give. 
And because you take more than you give, your energetic quality will be one of a succubus, one of something that is extractive. And ergo, not only does that person actually leak because of what they're actually calling back into themselves, right, by the spirit of which they give something, but anybody that they're in relationship with, the same thing's going to happen because the only thing that that can create is a it's me only, and then that requires you to focus on them as well. And you see how this idea of the minute your attention and intention is unified toward a particular thing is the minute you have consented and come into the, an agreement with it. So energy leaks and closing them. Now that you understand that there's this possibility uh, if you are wounded, if you have experienced a recent wound, uh, if you've been triggered, if you've been going through massive, when I mean massive transitions, I mean life-changing massive transitions, then you have to understand that that will add an extra layer of vulnerability because you are in the process of change. You are in the active process of evolution. Therefore, that makes you vulnerable energetically. And if while you are in that particular state, things happen externally, they are going to disrupt. It is going to disrupt you. Meaning things will hit different. And because they hit different and there's vulnerability, thinking about the layers of skin, thinking about that in that way, because there's vulnerability, you're not going to expect the impact it has or the things that it's going to bring up. And you are going to have to address the energetic texture of that, which is a couple of layers, one surrounding yourself with people who are in that awareness and can also serve as, you know, uh, protectors in that time and space. And you yourself have to honor what you actually have capacity for or don't in that particular time and cycle. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that there have been many times where I have had to decide for myself that I will no longer be in a particular field of a person's field, a person's energy, because the way they move, they carry themselves or they think is actually going to be harmful for me at a vulnerable time. When I was younger, I felt the need to, you know, be resilient in the way of like, I can handle this, not a problem. Now that I'm older, I know that it is the it is an extraordinary act of care to say to myself, actually, when I'm around this person and I'm in this particular state, I don't feel good. I'm not going to have this long ass conversation with the person. I'm not going to go into explaining shit. I used to. I don't. I just simply slowly remove myself and create space because they're in their own lane, they're in their own world. And if some people are not secure in who they are, what tends to happen is that if you tell them, if you say, you know what, this this particular way of you moving or being or saying a thing um, is having an impact on me that I'm not, you know, I'm not in the place for or the space for. Um, if people are not grounded in their own shit, they tend to personalize that. They tend to make it about them. They tend to then withdraw, They, you know, layers, layers of shit and fuckery. And so for the most part, I often opt out of having like a full-blown conversation about it, allow the distance and the space, which often comes very naturally. And then I allow the time to pass until I'm feeling stronger and I'm able, right, to be in the presence of things, of people's ways of being that are not going to um, overwhelm an already vulnerable state of being. So I hope you understand that particular piece because I think it's important because of the energetic quality. My job is to maintain the quality of my own energetic field. When I'm in collaborations, again, people, places, or things, it doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether it's romantic partnership, whether it's sex. I don't give a flying fuck where you apply this, but at this much, I promise you, you need to have reciprocity in those engagements. And when they're not reciprocal, they become leaks. And if they're not leaks and there's a lot of extraction, then the external thing, whatever it is, becomes a succubus, sucks the energy out of everything or vice versa. If you're the person who's constantly extracting, then you become the succubus. How do you know the difference in the energy, energy texture? Because of the way you're left feeling after being around that person. 
person? Do you feel inspired or strengthened? And this is not one of those things where it's like, you know, because I feel like this is so over fucking done too, where people are like, oh, um, <laughs> you know, you bring me down, you lower my vibe, you kill my vibe or whatever. Not true. Not true. That's the same thing as you make me angry, right? Or because of you fill in the blank. No, 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 no. High frequency will, can always win out the day. The question is, what state are you in in your whole being, your, own, your whole energetic texture and your energy centers in order to be able to hold your ground when you're around others and their fuckery? But never, never can a high frequency be seduced by a low frequency, but a low frequency can be brought up by a high frequency. But choose choose your battles wisely because there's a lot of foolishness out there with this shit too. Um, you know, you're if somebody's if somebody's not ready for something, if somebody's not tending to their own agency around their own frequency and shit like that, baby, you ain't you you ain't gonna make a convert out of somebody who's not ready. That's their journey and, and you have to respect that. The best that you can do is tend to your lane. This is why lanes are important. So let's get to the action of closing out leaks. There are many ways to close them out. It is really, really depending on the leaks themselves and your particular practices. And so what you're looking at here are a couple of layers. First, I'm going to start with leaks that you totally have like your, it's your agency to close out and then leaks that if you're engaged with another person that may be challenging to come to a mutual close out, right? Which is you would ideally want a mutual close out. Um, and what I mean by that is that if it's with another human, which generally is, uh, is how it functions or no, actually, let I nix that. You would know the wisdom of where to apply this, but because I feel like if it's a relationship, if it's a collaboration, if it's a project that I took on and it's something that is not aligned at a you know really disturbing level um, is afoot, I'm going to choose to close that out. Um, whether it's mutual or not, I that's not the question for me. The question was, is this actually generative? Am I contributing in a generative way? What is the impact this is having on me? What is the quality of the exchange? If the quality of the exchange is toxic, has outlived its cycle and purpose, you've got to let that shit go. Whether the other person, the thing or whatever, can't let it go, that's their business. There is nothing you should be long suffering with as an energetic contract other than your own energetic quality. Nothing, okay? Nothing at all should you be bypassing or rolling over the, the close, the completion, the uh, misalignment or the toxicity of any particular energetic engagement. So if you understand that all things are energetic engagement based on consent, which are the agreements that you said yes to, then you understand that retracting your energy is going to require you to close that out. Closing that out, if you're able to do it, whatever the project is, the partnership or whatever it is, if you're able to have a conversation, have the conversation. If the conversation is going to turn into a long explanation, do not have the conversation, send that shit an email, close it out. And I know some people don't like that. Some people have all types of ideas. Listen, if I know that the conversation between you and I is going to turn into a fuckery where I'm going to be explaining myself at length and, and entreating you to be in understanding when I already know that your ass has some toxic shit going on, that's a no-go partner. I've already done that. I've already been slaughtered on that hill. And I know that that was an extreme term to use, but that's exactly what happens energetically, mentally, and physically. It's like you've been assaulted and it, and it takes so long to recover from that. So let's not. Let's have the integrity, the value, the bravery, the courage to say to ourselves, this is no longer in alignment with who I am, who I want to be, who I, whatever the case may be. I honorably step back, step out, and I close this out. 
And no, I don't want to have a conversation about it. There's not a conversation to have. This is within my rightful choice. If those agreements have any things that you need to complete in terms of deliverables or in terms of you know contractual pieces, complete the pieces that you have, close out. You don't stay longer. You don't entertain longer. The longer you do that, the longer there's drains, the more that particular... If you can imagine the your energetic field being um, very much like those um, electric lights that you sometimes see in stores where if you touch it, the static shows you, you know, static electricity. Um, it's the equivalent of that, wherever your attention and energy is going, whatever you've agreed or make connection with has this like thread, right? And if you imagine that thread, every single relationship, every single agreement that you've made, every container you live in and inhabit has a thread. And the longer that thread is inside of your field, your orbital context, the more intertwined it becomes until you no longer recognize your texture and have now taken on the texture of that toxic energetic thread. So if, if the, the, the sanity of closure does not do it for you, let the amount of toxicity you are co-signing by continuing to engage in that misaligned thing that turns into some sort of growth, which ultimately impacts you in ways that then you will take a really long time to recover from. You'll have thoughts that don't belong to you. You'll be doing shit that, sh- that is just not your form. And it's because the energetic toxicity of that connection, long overdue, I'm going to use the word weed here very, very delicately because what we fucking call weeds is not weeds. Um, and those curated lawns are bullshit and toxic. But anyways, we'll go with the idea that you will have a whole garden full of mint if that mint is planted without a container. It'll take over. It becomes insidious, right? And we see this in some of like um, permaculture is really good about talking about this uh, dynamic, biodynamic relationship, right, between things. And that the reason why poisonous plants tend to overtake is because there's an imbalance in the ecology of that place. And therefore, the imbalance is breeding more imbalance. So this plant will take over, begin to kill out, right? Like very simple, very simple in terms of understanding it, right? Like energetically. So you staying longer, you trying to wing it out, wave it out, whatever, so that you don't be perceived as a flake. Good luck with that shit. People that are intended on misunderstanding you are going to fucking misunderstand you. So let it go. Or you'll be spending your life always trying to make sure that people don't think you're full in the blank. The people who think you are don't fucking know you well enough. And if you feel that it's like a whole mass of people that think you are a thing, then you might as well reevaluate what the fuck you are and how you're moving. Right? So we're holding the both end. We're not disqualifying anything. All right. Back. All of these squirrels, every single fucking squirrel and every single fucking reiteration that I do when I'm talking about something or teaching about something, it's because I'm not just speaking to your frontal cortex that is, you know, paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm speaking to your spirit. I am speaking to your sacral chakra. I'm speaking to your identity. I'm speaking to the ghost of your past. I'm speaking to your ancestors who suffered so greatly for staying in energetic attachments that were actually robbing them eventually of their lives. So it's that serious, right? Now back to the back back to the practicality. All right. So what do we do? You are in engagement, you are in this thing, you have this energetic cord of connection. There's not reciprocity. It's so it's not well. Um, and it's not adding to your well-being. It's beginning to have an impact. So it's time to close that out. If you get to close it out and it's correct, you know, like you get to close out things and complete them the way they need to be, then by all means. If it is a foobar, fucked up beyond repair. I've taught about this so much. It's just amazing sometimes to me. Anyways, if it's a fucked up beyond repair, then you have to understand that you are going to have to make a choice here to hold a ritual for yourself that allows you to move through whatever process you need to move through, whether that's you, it hurt, 
you were disappointed, you were sad, so you cry, you scream, you were angry, you were furious, you were pissed off, you were enraged, whatever the, the thing is, you need to use a ritual or a practice that allows you to move through and not jump over it. If you jump over this shit, it will come back for you in your field. What I mean by that is that this is why we do rituals. This is why we literally have practices. We have them because what you're doing in the energetic world needs to have a physical manifestation of it, a physical representation, because it is in all the worlds that you are creator. So when I can't close something out with somebody, I'm either going to write a very, very fucking lit letter if I'm pissed, right, directly to the person, dear so-and-so. You know what? Those actions that you took were fucked up. I think, I mean, I will lay into all the bullshit that's in my head and in my heart because eventually I'm going to get to my heart. My heart is that I'm deeply hurt. I'm deeply disappointed. Fill in the blank, right? And then I'm going to, after those things just come brushing out, because you get to the heart, when you reach the heart where the emotion is living, bear with me here, right? The emotion is coming in in quantum human design. This is where we talk about the G center, right? Which is the identity center. It's the place of so much power. Um, it is also the place of calibration. It's the heart space is where you calibrate and create the vortex of energy that becomes your, you know, toroidal field. It becomes the energy you're living in because emotions, those things are energies, right? They don't stay. They, 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 they're put out energetically and recycle and fill in the blank. So when you are able to get to the heart of a matter, the heart of the matter is less about the anger. The anger is a, a flag. The anger is a sign. It lets us know there's been a violation or perceived violation, however you're seeing that, right? And then you're taking us through. When you get to the heart of the matter, the hurt or the disappointment, whatever the thing is, you're able to really ground at a place of release because you can see that person for what they are on the inside, the divine spark that they are on the inside. And they may not be able to live that out for a really long time in their lives. And that's their business and their lane, right? And obviously they can't do it with you because your shit's twisted. So having said that, you get to be like, I get to release you to love. I see you human. I see the beauty in you. I see what can make you powerful and special. And I'm sorry that you're using those capacities for ill will. You're using that shit in a toxic way, consciously or unconsciously. And so, so and so, I release you. I release myself from this agreement, this container that we've had. I am only open for aligned containering. I'm only open for reciprocity. Until then, I release you and I say goodbye. Because closing that out is going to give you breathing room. It's going to allow you to no longer be plugged in to this very toxic dynamic, even for saving face. Baby, you ain't saving face. You are not saving face. It looks good on the outside, but I just, I have to tell you, those that can see, see and see things clearly. So whenever you can't have the other side of the equation of this energetic exchange, be with you in ritual, be with you in ceremony, then you use, you can use water, uh, writing something down and putting it in water or transferring your emotion, you know, letting your tears fall into a bowl of water. And then you flush that down the toilet, put it down the sink or release it to a body of water to be cleared and all of those good things as, as only mother earth does, right? You, have a responsibility to tend to your end of that and to close it out. It doesn't matter whether they think they're still connected or not. That doesn't, that's irrelevant because the place you have choice and agency is in your energetic field. You can use earth practices, earth rituals to do that. If you have somebody to witness you, that would be amazing and wonderful that can hold that container of ritual with you where you get to read out this letter or you get to express these feelings that come up for you or just cry. Sometimes there aren't words, right? But what I want you to watch here is not do, don't do any of that bypassy shit. Honor what's been, because once you let that out, you're going to get your, you are going to get to the heart of it. You're going to get to the heart. And when you get to the heart, the heart has this wonderful capacity. 
you know, the mind has another, thoughts have another function. And this is why you have to get it out. You have to write it out or figure out how to create a collage um, or whatever the, a poem, whatever medium that is most powerful for you. Choose one, earth, air, water, fire, right? Choose something to express it to that you can use as a symbol of the release when you have released it. Then you seal up that, you know, you know like you're literally going to imagine that being sealed up with some light, some love, some generosity. If you need to pull in some crystals uh, topically or thematically, some herbs topically or thematically, by all means, get in all the allies you can in that moment. Bring in all the support that you can so that you can have one protection and covering as you're in that ritual and simultaneously be sacredly witnessed. This is the important function of the work of priestessing of any type of healing and mystic work is that I serve as a witness, a sacred witness to to your unfolding, to your becoming, to your releasing, and that you don't have to walk around doing this shit by yourself in your head because your head is one place where everything is living and the body is in the entirety of the body. And these system places where these really huge ass themes about who you are as a person and how you are as a person live. And so it doesn't suffice just to use thoughts, just to use words in that way. You must do the ritual to move you through so that, excuse me, every energy center is in dynamic engagement and getting cleared. Because when things happen, they impact different energy centers. If you have something around identity and then if you have something around your root if you have something around your safety and security, all of those things, if those things are impacted by the exchange and um, and also the quality of the exchange, then you want to move through a process that's going to allow these things to get cleared out. And when something's cleared out and you get to close it, it is complete. That is completion. And then you and the whatever it is are released from the energetic bonds. The next time the thought comes in your head, the person, people, place, or thing, be prepared with a substitute phrase, a substitute word, so that you are no longer activating the link up. Meaning, I choose if the thought came to my head around a collaboration that was, you know, very painful and I no longer wish to engage in that, then I'm going to use, I'm going to create one word or a phrase that's going to help me knock that shit out. And then I'm going to turn my attention to some, to the things that I want, the places or the energy that I'm trying to cultivate in my life or I'm beaconing by inhabiting, right? So like I'm going to turn my attention to the things that are good, great, wonderful, that are actually modeling and embodying the texture that I want to live into. So... First, you're going to look at, let's let's recap. First, you're going to, you need to figure out first, what is your belief around energy? Um, and, and then sit with that just for a little bit, just so that you're clear about what you're believing about things. Um, because often enough, the shit that trips us up is the unconscious shit that where we've actually either overestimated or underestimated, one of the two. And so be sure to get clear about what you're believing about energy, which is why I'm laying the foundation first. What is energy? You have your own field of energy. It's interconnected. And yet you still are a molecule in this great orbit, you know, in this great galaxy. And that the quality of that is yours to tend to. And that it's amplification and it's well quality because it's yours to tend to can only add to your life, improve etc right and amplify your impact on the all the other little atoms and and energy centers in the fucking universe so get clear about that then figure out where are you still having active energetic ties parents to your parents to the story of whatever to that um old romantic relationship to the idea of this this relationship, to a friendship that's toxic as fuck, you know, like to a project that actually is not, there's not a moment where you're present for that project that it actually feels generative, right? Like that, close it out, it's time, right? And so all of these things, you're going to look for the texture and the quality that you actually want to inhabit and embody. And when we're not talking about that 
um, utopian stuff, right? And I don't mean that as a disrespect. What I'm meaning by that is that some people's some people are not yet clear on the quality of energy or emotions or feelings just want happiness when happiness, you know, these are dynamic inhabitations. And what I mean by that is the height of happiness is also an equal measure to its friend, the depth of sadness, <laughs> right? These dynamics, the only way we know them is by their opposite textures, if you will. So I'm not talking about that. I'm actually talking about right relationship with energy and that not because somebody's being challenging, but if the quality of the engagement is gaslighting, if the quality of the project is actually very toxic and you think that you're going to take and you're going to transform it all by yourself, meanwhile, you have like a multi-layered engagement of people. What I mean multi-layered is the several groupings of people. Just you, um, yeah, no, um, and it's going to come at a great cost. And some people are like, yeah, I'm willing to pay that. Yeah, okay, no, you're not. Let me tell you why you're not. Because if your care is not exquisite, you're, you'll be like a 50-watt bulb. Maybe that's, okay, no, that's actually like, it's like a 20-watt bulb when you need to be a 100-watt bulb. And the only way to be a 100-watt bulb is actually to tend to your energetic field exquisitely so that when you step in there, it actually unravels the energetic density that is already present from repetitive energetic holding patterns within that thing. I know I just said a lot. And I said it close to the end, so it may present some difficulty. Let's try that in a much more, let me use like, just right, regular language in this way. When you are part of a group that has several groupings and it is toxic, the engagement, the patterns are already there. This is, you see this in organizations, you see this in institutions. You could change the fucking logo. You could change the colors. My God, you could change the tagline, but you cannot change the internal culture that is consistently engaging in the same way because it's trying to maintain its imbalance of power, fill in the blank, all the fuckery that's involved in there, comes one person, sunshiny delight, and believes that they're going to change the whole fucking organization. Meanwhile, you have 15 people per department that you are contending with. You need more people, my friend. Uh, you are going to burn out at the level that you're going to have to amplify your energy and you are not getting the shift in reciprocity because the shifting is what gives energy in return to continue to go on more. If there is no change and no shifting, you are going to burn out. When you burn out, they are going to vote you off the island because now you're just an inconvenient whiny pants because you got burnt the fuck out by trying to be all things to all people in order to change the entire culture. Agency. You forgot agency. You forgot that people get to decide just like you get to fucking decide. And if you want to be changed, you're going to have to decide where you're going to enact that level of vibratory exquisiteness. Because it's going to require you to inhabit a being, a lifestyle, a way that is actually getting fed and nourished as a person so wholly and so well that when you go into that environment for a small amount of time, too much exposure is not great, then what happens is is that you're able to withstand the amount of darts going to get thrown at you energetically for being so, uh, you know what I mean, for being that person. So what I'm saying is if you're going to attempt such a thing, do at your own peril, and I mean that as respectfully as possible, then understand that you cannot be fully integrated on the inside because of the level of dense matter that you are going to have to break through in order to create change. And this is how organizations and institutions, what winds up happening, projects, fucking call it whatever you want. What happens is the minute that that essential person 
who now is burnt out, who's trying to go on vacation for like 10 years, when that person's gone, everything reverts back to how it used to be. I know you've seen it. I've seen it. It's a truth. It's an experience. And so that requires you to know when to walk away, when to have the strongest boundaries, because your light is so fucking important. But it also must be welcomed and valued. And if it is not welcomed and valued, my friend, you are expending what is not being returned, which will in the long term impact you. So close out these energetic leaks in all the areas of your life. Look at it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, relationally, romantically, relationally, um, family of origin, family of choice. Um, look at it in your projects, look at it in your home. What is the energetic quality? Uh, are you always watching the news? Because if you're always watching the news, you're going to have an energetic leak with that one, because you're going to be inundated with information that is biased in its own nature. And if there's a lot of shit going on, then you you will energetically be contending inside of your sanctuary with energy that is extractive, that is meant to have a, a drip, drip, drip impact. That's not by mistake. That's why it's called marketing. That's why it's called news. That's why it has, that's why it's a paid system, my friends. So every area of your life begin to search for where does it energize you? Does it deplete you? Does it bring you joy and amplify your natural like giftings and your natural abilities? Or does, are you constantly contorting people pleasing, codependency, all of those things that people love to fucking talk about is an energy leak. And the reason why it's an energy leak is the every single time you compromise your authenticity, you contort. You contort to create an external validation system to be long, to be approved of. What happens as a direct result of that is that you are not your own. You are energetically linked to whoever these people are that you are consistently contorting yourself for. You are leaking energy. You are leaking in a massive way, so much so that it's beginning to contort how you see yourself and how you are with yourself and who you believe yourself to be. This is why people get so confused and don't know who they are. So this completes the idea of closing energetic leaks Um, there, there's always more to say about things. If you have any questions, if something pops up that you want to know more about after listening to one of these episodes, I highly recommend you send me an email or DM. Let me know because I'd love to create, um, I work really well when I get to respond to something. So when people have questions, it's very helpful for me. Um, It also gives me a place to jump off and then I let spirit do the rest as, you know, being inspired in spirit. Um, So feel free to reach out in that way. If you want to take this work deeper around energetic quality and around um, energetic leaks or things like that, you need a witness. I'm here for it. Uh, We can do create rituals. We can create practices for yourself. We can also really sense out the the root of the leak within your systems. Um, So I'm available for that. If you want to actually begin to know where you have... um, where you have extra juju, then this is where your quantum human design chart comes in because it'll tell us all these beautiful capacities that you have and abilities that you have, all these ways that you are who you are and how you are. And so the chart gives us the how you are. It tells us about how you how you show up in the world. And then we get to know how to care for you and you get to know how to care for you. So we can do that too. If you need a... Uh, a healing session or stuff like that, all of those good things, you know where I'm at. You know where I'm at. I'm over here living my my most authentic life, healing, recovering, all of the good things so that I can be present with you, for you, in service to us to transform the world 
into its most authentic expression because that is where the spark of the divine in each of us lives. And it's the thing that we need the most is your brilliance, your beauty. And I want us to turn our pain into power without the bypassing. I want us to be witness in our deepest fears and come out on the other side celebrating our most beautiful expression. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for dismantling the fuckery so that you can rise in your fabulosity. Because I'm very aware. I know I'm not your regular degular person, right? Like I'm very aware of how challenging things can be. I'm very aware of transitions that are massive, have been through several myself that have knocked me off my own wagon, have caused me to reorient and to redirect and to ask deeper questions of myself. I've been through the fuckery of collaborations, relationships, friendships. I mean, you name all types of family, all types of fuckery. And I strongly, I do strongly believe that everything that I've survived from, everything that I've come out on the other side is because when you need me, I will be there. They first and foremost nourish and care for me where I'm like, oh, here are the ways that I need to align myself. This is what I'm closing. After so many misaligned shit, shit relationships, and I mean that people, places, and things, I've learned to close out with an extraordinary amount of peace, allowing my emotions to move through and not personalizing anything, but allowing that closure to move on, trusting my inner voice and my inner wisdom, and I want to help you do the same. I want to help you find your wisdom and align with that. So I love you. I hope this was good. I hope that it was nourishing and that it gave you some some tools, some perspectives to shift from the deceptive, obligatory way that we've been operating, putting ourselves in energetic containers and in energetic peril only to figure out that our bodies start getting sick, our minds can't hold. There's so many impact, there's so many ways that it will impact us to be leaking at such a massive level. It makes it hard to hold anything. And so I just want to bring that to the forefront. Like you and I, we deserve to be supported in this process. You deserve to be supported in a way that you're not trying to piece all the shit together, but that you can get to the root of a thing, the core of a thing. That's, that's what I'm about. I like to unpack to the root with a compassion that is fierce. I'm not, I'm not trying to cut you out. I'm trying to help you in the same way that I've had to be with myself to look at those deeper pieces with compassion in order to move forward and connect with source and connect with the source of my being in a way that feels generative, to move my life in a way that feels generative. Anyways, I'm done. I love you. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're caring for yourself. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hasta luego, mi gente. Adiós. Bueno, mi gente. Thank you for joining me on this wild and liberating journey of dismantling the fuckery. Remember, we are the architects of our own liberation. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your people. Do all the things. You know what it takes for us to keep these frequencies rolling. Together, we will transform the world from a place of fuckery into a realm of unapologetic fabulosity. Stay fierce, my loves. Stay fabulous and keep dismantling. And if you want me or need me, yes, you heard me say that right. You know where to find me at priestessingliberation.com. Nos vemos ahorita. Adiós.